20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm Steve Perrett, joined by Dusty Evely and Sarah Kelleher. She's back from her bachelor party. Welcome back, guys. How's it going? Great. Doing great. Free agency's insane. Doing great. Uh, for real. Finally, some crazy sports news is coming through, and it's, it is not disappointing. There has been a lot of good stuff with sports uh, and free agency and just everything the last couple of days. It's been great. Yeah, it's been a much-needed break from all of the coronavirus, all of the social distancing and quarantining and everything like that. It's been kind of fun to actually jump back into it. Uh, So we're just going to go right into it because there's a lot of news, people moving around, things to talk about, and we're not trying to go over an hour today. So um, Packers have five restricted free agents that have been tendered. We have Alan Lazard, Jake Kumaro, uh, Tyler Lancaster, Robert Tanyan, and Chandon Sullivan all back in the fold for the Packers, guys. I mean, it's, I feel like that's that's kind of the, the moves that they needed to make and bringing back some of the right guys. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I don't know if there's even much more to say about that. I was most excited, obviously, about Alan Lazard because, I mean, I'm sure anyone that follows me on Twitter or even has listened to me talk on the podcast, I love that guy. I think he's a ton of fun. I also think he just – his growth in one season was really evident and I'm excited to see what he does now that he'll be on the Packers again this season. So that's super exciting. And then with Kumro and the rest of the guys, I mean, like you said, it, it, it seems like they made the right moves there. Yeah. Lazard's obviously the, the clear one, just like Sarah said, the, the, the steps that he made, uh, the trust that Rogers and the floor had in him. I know the floor, I think there was his postseason press conference kind of talked about uh, yep. the, the strides Lazard made and, and what a big addition that guy had been and, and how hard working he was. So, uh, that's great. I mean, we kind of assumed that was coming. Um, Tanyan was another one I kind of had penciled in just, just basically because the tight end room, like they have no one. So, so <laughs> Ta- Tanyan made sense. Even if he did do a whole lot last year, he was injured for a bit. And then, uh, Shannon Sullivan. I love Shannon Sullivan, uh, Kumar and Lancaster, just based on what they've done. Uh, I had high hopes for Lancaster, and he did not do well last year. So maybe he turns into something. But, yeah, Tanya and Lazard, Sullivan, very, very excited about those three. And the other two are, that's fine, I guess. It's, it's fine. Some good depth there, some yeah. cheap depth pretty for much. For sure. Uh, yeah, a little bit more expensive than it used to be for the new CBA, but mm-hmm. uh, cheap depth at that. So let's jump in because man it's been uh it's been kind of banana bananas the second day of the legal tampering period and uh dusty i'm going to start with you with your initial reaction because we have found out that tom brady sorry tom brady uh is leaving boston and looks like he's he's headed sarah's way he's going down to tampa you know what what are your thoughts you know what they say when you want to live it up you go to tampa Hey, that's where that's where the people are. That's what is that what they say? That's like the that's no. like the retirement that? area. No, no one. So I lived in Clearwater for like eight years, which is just a little bit south of Tampa. Uh, no one wants to go to Tampa unless they're getting paid thirty million a year to go to Tampa. Like it's I we talked about last week, Steve. I think you had him going back to New England. I think I had yep. him going to San Diego. Was it the Chargers? That sounds right. Um, that would be a, that would be LA. San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. 
Man, uh, right now, as as near as I can tell, I'm they don't tired. actually. My I don't think. Don't I don't think they actually have a home at the moment. Uh, they're, they're not a home team. They never play a home game, so it doesn't matter what I say. Uh, I, I'm interested to see what happens. I mean, they do have the talent there. Uh, you know, they obviously have you know Evans and Godwin at wide receivers. They've got OJ Howard and, and Bright. Uh, Howard's the guy you keep waiting to break out. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Ronald Jones. I really like Ronald Jones. He did nothing last year. Uh, maybe that's just, you know, who he had around him. I don't really know. So the, there is talent, like offensive talent there. You know, Arians has obviously got a lot of people respect. Uh, Byron Leftwich is the OC there, and he's done some interesting things. Uh, I know, Steve, you've got some thoughts on the protection, uh, so I won't step on that. But I will say, I mean, just from that perspective, just looking at the offensive weapons there and, and what – you could potentially dream on with Brady in there instead of say Jameis Winston. What was the stat I saw today? He threw 30 picks, but he threw 21 that were in a defender's hands that were dropped. That's insane. That's insane. So they're not going to have that. They're not going to turn the ball over like crazy, but also Brady's just kind of cooked, man. Like it's, it's interesting in that it's Tom Brady, uh, like how he looked last year. And even two years ago, kind of towards the end of the season, he was super bowl. I don't know, man. Like he, he's not Tom Brady. He's not that dude. And their defense, Tampa Bay's defense was better last year, and the offensive weapons make it intriguing. I think it's going to be real, real sad watching it. This is not going to be, uh, you know, Montana in uh, in Kansas City. This is not going to be like a fun, like, you know, two-year run and he makes the playoffs and or even Favre, you know, next year in Minnesota. This is going to be like Namath in L.A. Like, this is not going wow. to be – This is not going to be pretty. Yeah. That's a statement right there. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've been drinking, so – <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I, I'm really. Yeah, I mean, my initial thought was like, "Oh man, everyone I went to high school with is going to become insufferable on social <laughs> media now." But <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's actually been quite funny to see the reactions of a lot of people that I've grown up with who have are huge Bucks fans and that have you know suffered for a lot of our childhood be really excited about it and just kind of get pumped. So there's been some good memes and tweets out there from them. But, I mean, obviously he isn't in his prime. It's not like it's a – like you said, Dusty, it's not like you're going to see this crazy comeback or new beginning for him. But I still think it's going to be rather interesting to watch and see what happens. I um, was thinking about this earlier and how in my lifetime and pretty much – or not even my lifetime and Brady's, you know, entire career, we've seen him with this one team and with this one coach. And, you know, what is Brady like without Belichick? What is Belichick like without Brady? I think just the dynamic of things that are going to change in the league, just with those two guys being apart, it's going to be really interesting to watch. And um, I, I don't know. It feels weird. It feels a little bit weird. I was seeing all the graphics of him already with the Photoshopped Tampa Bay jersey on. And I'm like, what is going on? Is, am I dreaming? Like, is this is this some weird dream? But no, it's real. And um, it'll be curious to see what happened. I know you said with Howard, too. He's always a guy that every year I feel like we're like, this is the year that he's really going to break out. So maybe, you know, if there's a little more confidence in the offense as a whole with Brady there, if they're confident in what he can do, maybe he can break out and you know, we can see what they can do. I'm excited. They're on TV a lot here, so usually I kind of get stuck watching them anyways, and so now I'll be able to at least see what's going on there. And I am pretty bummed, though, because I was going to go – well, I still am, not was. <laughs> what am I talking about? I um, And Maggie Loney was – and I were kind of hemming and hauling about this on Twitter today – was 
about how now when the Packers come and play the Bucks, the tickets are going to be super expensive when before it was probably going to be a nice, cheap trip to Tampa. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But it'll be excited. Rodgers and, and Brady, I know that it's not either of them in, you know, their max prime, but it's still two, you know, legends of the game going up against each other this year. Oh, don't worry. Tom Brady's going to last about three games in a Tampa Bay jersey before he gets murdered. Um, my Also, my second prediction is that Jameis Winston is going to sign in Tampa Bay and be the backup for Tom Brady for a one-year deal uh, just <laughs> yeah. for pure and utter chaos because I think that would be You're really joking. <laughs> For the most part, I am, but I think it would be kind of funny. It would be funny I- as hell to see that actually happen. I feel like that is one of those things that's so weird and bizarre that just because it's Jameis Winston, it could possibly happen. Like, <laughs> I yeah. don't know. You never know. You never know. Crazier things have happened if they throw him like seven or eight million dollars for a one-year deal. Nobody else is willing to pay him as a starter. I don't know. He knows the system. It's not super crazy. Right. And again, Tom uh, Jameis Winston was sacked forty-seven times last year. Their offensive line isn't great, and Dusty, as you said, Arian likes to throw the ball deep. That's not something Tom Brady excels at at 43, so I'm going to be super intrigued because Jameis Winston can move around a little bit. He can run. Tom Brady's a freaking statue. If he's not, if he's going, if he's looking at two guys running deep deep routes and there's nobody there, uh, you're dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so... I'm not going to be shocked if you're paying him $30 million a year or $30 million a year for three games. Um, But overall, I'm shocked. I'm still shocked that he actually left. I thought there's no way. I figured that Kraft would just jump over it and be like, you know what? Like, here's $35 million a year. We'll do it this year and come back next year. We'll talk about it again. But. He really wanted to do free agency. I mean, there's nothing wrong with going down to Florida for have a little yeah. bit of fun down there. Um, so yeah, Tom Brady to uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It still sounds weird, but Dusty, I'm on board with you. I do want the creamsicle jersey back then. God, that's like, what they're doing. So when I lived down there, uh, I I remember this. So I lived down there when that was still a thing. And at the time, those were so ugly. So, And they're still so ugly. But when they bring them back, I love it. But I will say some of my favorite stories. I don't know how old I was. I was probably like 10, I guess, when they were going. They were they were considering going what is now like the pewter jerseys. And they had a contest in the paper. I can't remember the name of the paper down there. Where it was like, submit your idea for the, the for the next helmet idea or something. They're just doing helmets. And they ran, yeah. a, they ran like 15 or 20 of them in the paper. And one of them was just uh, two hands folded together. And underneath it, it said, uh, it said God help us. Um, I still, I was like 10 years old. And that was like, you know, 29, 30 years ago. And I still remember that. Uh, absolutely killed me. But yeah, just those creamsicle jerseys, man. Like, at least... At least a handful of games. The Chargers run those powder blues out all the time. Just bring back the creamsicle. Please, please, please. I did see something cool that somebody had put one out where they suggested that he not wear the number 12, but he go back to the number 10 that he wore in college, I believe. Oh, okay. And, uh, so it, it actually looked kind of kind of cool. So that was but one I feel thing, like yeah. that's against his whole brand. Like he has the yeah, TB12 TB and, and he's in TB. You're probably right. Yeah. Probably oh, I didn't even happen. think about that. Wow. That, that's crazy. <laughs> that just blew my mind. <laughs> uh, let's see. More quarterbacks on the move. Teddy Bridgewater ends up 
as the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. And now Cam Newton has been uh, allowed to find a trade partner, which we'll, we'll, we'll do that part next. But, Sarah, what did you think about Bridgewater to, to Carolina? Yeah, I mean, I know I love Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's a great guy, and his whole story is really cool. So I'm just happy that he ended up somewhere. He got some money and everything. But I think a big takeaway from this is that uh, clearly – he is limited in some ways just from injuries he suffered in the past. And obviously whatever was going on with Cam Newton maybe was more serious than we all knew about if they were willing to give him up for Teddy Bridgewater. So I'm really just intrigued by that more than anything, but I'm also relieved that he ended up in Carolina because when I was seeing rumors on Monday that he was going to the bears, I was sweating because he's the kind of guy that you just want to root for wherever he is. And I'm like, please don't go to Chicago, please. Like I don't want to have to cheer against you ever because you're so kind and you work so hard and (laughs) he's just a great guy. But so I'm happy for him and that he ended up somewhere, but it should be interesting to see, you know, how I think he did, a fantastic job when he filled in the past year. So I, I don't see, you know, him having any trouble, but how can he play a full season and start every game? Um, I think so, but let's see how that goes. And yeah, this Cam Newton stuff, a little fishy to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on, on Teddy, Sarah. I loved, uh, you know, I'm living in Kentucky, you know, I, I kind of took, I graduated from UK and so I kind of mm-hmm. cheer for them. And so I, he has now been at a couple different stops because Bridgewater played his, his college ball at University of Louisville. So I watched him there, and they play UK every year. Uh, and that's two rivals, two in-state rivals. And then he went to Minnesota, and he played the Packers. So he's now, like, on two different teams uh, that I root, I actively root against. And, like, you can't help but love him. Like, just a, exactly. a genuinely good guy. Like, no one has a bad word about him. Like, when he got injured, that, that – practice that preseason injury oh. i didn't see a single person celebrating that everyone was just like it's just a good dude like you hate to see it um i will say i don't i don't get he did well in in uh, new orleans last year when he with that five and oh stretch or something but mm-hmm. he's still like you said sir he's limited like physically he's limited whether by scheme or whatever he didn't really push the ball too much and that's never really been his game but to me like he's a guy that that works that could work well in stretches he i mean even with even in Minnesota, like he was he was good. I liked him, but a really high end backup seems like his ceiling, like a low end starter. Like paying him that amount of money on a team like <laughs> on a team like the Panthers, who don't feel like a hair away from contention at this point. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get that move. But I love Teddy Bridgewater. I just don't understand the move. Yeah, it was kind of shocking to me. I mean, I think they're now paying more for. Bridgewater than they would have paid for Cam Newton this year. I think Cam Newton had like 18 or 19 million cap hit, and now they're going to 21 with him. Yeah. Um, again, like kind of echo all the things you said, so I won't, I won't do too much because I don't, I don't love the move. I don't think he's a full-time starter. That's going to be taking you to a championship. I think he's just kind mm-hmm. of, I think he's a guy. I think he's, he's got a great story. He's, he's a nice person. And f- Honestly, like for all the pregame stuff, I seriously hope he lives really close to Carolina's uh, stadium so he can ride his ride his beach cruiser like he did in New Orleans. <laughs> uh, like that story is awesome to me that he would ride his bike to uh, the stadium every day. Like that's awesome. That, like very cool. I, I'm just happy like it's not the Packers that are paying $21 million a year for this guy. So yeah, uh, let's move on. We've got 
Philip Rivers going to the Colts for a one-year deal, twenty-five million. I still don't, I haven't seen if it's fully guaranteed, uh, not guaranteed, that kind of stuff. But um, this is a move that pretty much we had all expected. We talked about last week, Dusty, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not going to dive too deep into it because I, I know we did it last week for all the all the reasons that, that uh, it made sense, but. They're they're looking to make a run in Indy, and they think one year of Rivers can do it. So, anything you got for us to uh, add on to that, Dusty? Not really. I mean, it's it's Rivers to Indy. Like that's that's fine. Like if it's Rivers, that's that's fine. And they've got the money, so that's the thing. One year, twenty five million is not going to kill them, even if that's fully guaranteed. One year, twenty five million isn't killing Indy. I just don't know. And I and I mean, I theoretically he's an upgrade over over Brissett. But the way he played down the stretch, that's another guy. Like I don't know how much he has left in the tank. So if you're banking, like we've got, we've got some money, and also we feel like we've got talent. And Philip Rivers is that guy, and that's that piece. Like, okay, I get, I get the thought. Because if they do hit on him, and it is just one year, and it doesn't kill them, that's perfectly fine, and that's a great deal. It could very easily go south for them very, very quickly, and this doesn't work out. And I actually have not seen. I guess Brissett is staying on and acting as backup. Is that the thought? I haven't seen anything on that. So far, I haven't seen anything like relating that it wouldn't. So that's fine then. If if Rivers hits, Rivers hits, and if not, you've got your fallback on Brissett anyway. Maybe but... he could get traded to Chicago. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. Texans really pursuing every single quarterback outside of Mitchell Trubisky. So who knows? Who knows? That could be uh... every quarterback in the NFL that isn't their own. That, that's that's their status right now. Um, yeah. So Sarah, you got anything for uh, for Rivers? I mean, not really. I I listened to the podcast last week, and I I mean, pretty much what you guys said. They think he's the guy that can help them, you know, make a run. And I get why they did it. This was one of the moves where. You know, there were some weird steals and there was some, like we were just talking about with Teddy Bridgewater, we're like, good for him, but I don't know about that. Or this one, I kind of saw it and I was like, okay, you know, I get it. I get why they did that. And um, I think it, it made sense. So that's pretty much what you guys said. And I totally agree. So there's been a couple of now former Green Bay Packers that have gotten new contracts. So let's start um, with the right tackle of Brian Bulaga. Iowa is now in L.A. with the Chargers. Sarah, what was your initial thought? I mean, we talked about this. We've talked about this all spring, basically, and how it could happen. And I knew it it was a possibility, but it was still a little bit of a gut punch. I was a little like, oh, I'm going to miss him. I think, you know, when he wasn't injured, he was great. I mean, he the protection that he provided was was absolutely great but I think you know the thing with him was he couldn't stay healthy um for long periods of time and it it was time I think and so he in my opinion was probably a little underpaid I was a little surprised to see some of the numbers um with that contract but we'll see he's out in LA Iowa boy is out in LA so I don't know how that's gonna go but I think you know he'll do they need some protection on that line for sure. So I think he'll he'll see a lot of minutes and he'll get a lot of snaps and he should do well. Yeah, his numbers uh, the numbers for that contract were three years, thirty million. So, Dusty, what do you think? 
Yeah. <laughs> Three years, thirty million is the exact same contract. I don't know about the guaranteed money that Eric Flowers got, and Eric Flowers is a garbage pail of a tackle. So it's it's just. I think I saw the Flowers deal first, and I, I saw blog. I deal. thought Flowers was a guard now. Oh well, then he's a bad guard as well. <laughs> Listen, the deal is that Eric Flowers is not good at whatever currently Eric Flowers is doing. That is that is how this works. Um. Yeah, I mean it's it's like you said, it's it's less than I thought he was gonna get that. Three years thirty million. I was like, well the Packers probably could have done that. But I have seen some talk and it makes sense as far as like you've seen this stuff that's moved from the Packers before, that they it's not necessarily what they can afford now. It's it's looking for a cheaper option down the road. And if you say like we're not going to sign uh, we're not gonna sign Bulaga to a to a three to five year deal or whatever. We're not going to do that, but we do like either someone in this draft or we like someone in the next draft. Someone in this draft we can mm-hmm. develop or someone in the next draft you can look at and we need a stopgap, and then you sign a guy like Rick Wagner to be that stopgap as opposed to signing Bulaga. Like it's not necessarily what he costs. It's what their plan is going forward. So yeah, good for him. Um, I, I hope he does well out there. I mean, he's, you know, I, I don't know anyone that doesn't love Brian Bulaga. So that's good for him. Um, and I, it sucks to see him go, but I mean, I feel like we all made our peace with this over a week ago, so it didn't really hurt that bad. <laughs> just, just as a note, I, there, there were a lot of like positive things that were said about Eric Flowers playing guard last year for the Redskins. Mm. Um, I, I like, I understand, like you said, he played trash for the first couple of years in for the with the Giants as an a tackle, like he got beat like a turnstile, like nonstop. Mm. Uh, however, like I, I've. My 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 little bit of scanning so far have been saying that he was actually a decent guard. So. But even then, doesn't make a whole lot of sense because Bulaga pay, played at an elite level last year when healthy, and he was healthy for the vast majority of the season. Yep. So what those deals are saying is that basically a, an elite right tackle, like a top five, top ten right tackle in this league, is equal to a guard who cannot play tackle that we know cannot play tackle, but played fine at guard. Like the, the, the numbers, even then, like the numbers for me don't quite add up, but I don't know. I uh, mean, you get to me, to me, the, the contract made sense. You get a player on the wrong side of 30 at right tackle, um, who has an injury history. Like I like Brian Belaga, but there are multiple games that he did not finish. Yeah, and um, I think we talked about that last last week. Yeah. At some yep. point, at some point, we talked about this. You're basically paying for a guy that you know is starting. You you bank on him missing at least two starts every year, and so then what yeah. is that? What is that contract worth then? And so that to me, like the contract kind of made sense. I was, I figured that was going to be a little bit too rich for the Packers' blood. They didn't want to go that high for that long. Um, maybe they probably would have, maybe would have been more comfortable at two years, 20 million or yeah. two years, 18, something like that. But when you throw that third year on like Brian Bulaga at 33, 34, I'm not super comfortable paying him $10 million a year. Mm-hmm. Same. So, yeah. so it makes sense. It does like, it sucks, but it is what it is. That's kind of, as you guys both said, that's what we've expected. Uh, Cairo Fackrell has gotten a new contract. I am kind of shocked, but he will be joining the New York football giants. I believe it's a uh, one year deal, $4.6 million. Um, Kind of shocked a little bit, but um, Sarah, what'd you think? Yeah. I mean, one year with the giants, I wasn't, I wasn't really expecting this at all. When I, I mean, I had the Blake Martinez, which I know 
we'll get to and Balaga I was like okay yeah with the we had been talking about that with but with Fakra I was like really I <laughs> I just was a little surprised to get that ESPN notification today mm-hmm. and I I don't know I it's not that I thought that the Packers would you know keep him for high value or anything I was just surprised that a move happened as when it did and I thought maybe he would be someone that floated around a little longer but he seemed to get snatched up pretty quick yeah I mean yeah I don't know good for him I mean and from the Giants perspective too as well that's a guy that what two years ago notched uh, double digit sacks and if you can get a guy like that that you know you you think maybe and he was older when he was drafted he's a little older now you think maybe is either coming up or entering his prime or at least in his prime now and you could maybe do something with schematically if you can get a guy that notched double digit sacks two years ago for you know four million dollars and something clicks that's great man and, and again it's a one-year deal so it's, it's if it doesn't happen it yeah, doesn't happen. yeah the giants aren't necessarily expected to do anything although that that division's garbage anyway so maybe they will maybe they will win the division at, at seven and nine this year like i don't i don't know but that's that's a fine fine deal for them i'm happy for him that's I, I am also fine that he's not in Green Bay anymore. Yeah, I don't think this had the Brian Belaga uh, <laughs> not quite like hug on the heartstrings where I was like, oh no, it's just kind of like, well, that sucks, but you know, best no. of luck to him. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, buddy, uh, you should probably give your agent a little bit extra percentage because he did some work for you. That's impressive. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it was. It, it kind of the writing was on the wall when they brought in the Smith brothers. They they drafted Gary. Like he just he wasn't part of their plans, and they kind of I think they he kind of knew that as well. So good for him to go get go get a prove it deal. Hopefully he can do some damage not against the Packers. Um, but the New York Giants were not done poaching from the Green Bay Packers. They picked up Blake Martinez as well on. Brian Bulaga's contract, three years, $30 million. Uh, apparently is a running theme for uh, something that the Packers cannot afford or didn't want to afford. So, Dusty, what would you think? I, again, good for him. I mean, I got nothing nothing bad to say about Blake Martinez personally. Like, he seems like a really good dude. It seemed like he was going to get money. It, whatever the contract was going to be, he was not going to be back with Green Bay. So he no. got he got paid. That's very good for him. I think he's got he's got a wife and a young daughter. That's awesome. Good for him. Um, I already made my peace with him not being around anyway, and I did not want him back on that deal. I mean, that's the thing. The deal that I would have brought him back on is like no more than average salary, like seven million a year with relatively low guarantees, which he wouldn't have taken. So, whatever. That's fine. Uh, they brought in Kirksey. I'm sure they're not done on that uh, on that front as far as uh, addressing that issue, but. Good for him, uh, but he wasn't coming back to Green Bay anyway, so uh, that's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Sarah, yeah, do you have any thoughts? I mean, nothing more than what Dusty said. Again, we had already, I think, and pretty much every Packer fan on the planet, or I hope so, had made peace with the fact that he wasn't a Packer anymore, and it was just a matter of where he ended up and for how much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for all the the hate that Martinez got for a long time, like he produced when he was on the field. He was always on the field. He was the the leader of that team and that defense. And I mean, you you thank him for what he did for a fourth round pick. He was a steal. Mm-hmm. And you know, once he was able to get that big contract from somebody else, like kudos. That's awesome for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, again, something that's. Packers weren't comfortable paying, and I'm very happy that they weren't comfortable paying that that much money for him. So, 
congrats to him. One of the targets that everybody wanted, including myself, was Corey Littleton. He has signed with the now Las Vegas Raiders, and he got himself a three-year deal for $36 million. So, to me, glad the Packers didn't pony up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like the curtsy signing because you get somebody who's, who's you know, not costing as much. Like if he was, if Kirksey was healthy for the last two years and producing the way he produced, he would be in the conversation for this type of money of the Martinez, the Littleton, yeah. the, um, that kind of stuff. So if he can stay healthy, then the Packers get to steal. And that's something that that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's good for the bank. So did you guys have anything else to add on, on Corey Littleton? No, I, I covered it pretty well last week. The only other thing I would want to add is uh, the Raiders also signed Nick Kwiatkowski, who we'd kind of talked yeah. about was a potential target. And I think last week I had talked about him as a uh, potential low buy target because I didn't think his price tag was going to be that high. And I don't know. Well, he got a three-year $21 million deal with 13.5 guaranteed. So that's both Kwiatkowski and Littleton, more than I would have wanted the Packers to pay for them. So, again, fine for them. They're fine linebackers. That's That's more than I was comfortable paying, so that's fine. For sure. I think, you know, him and even a couple other guys that, you know, a couple weeks ago, it was just, oh, the Packers are potentially interested or going to stick, um, you know, their nose in for this guy. When I then heard what, you know, the, the final contracts that they were offered, I was like, I'm really glad that we didn't end up doing that. So, and this is one of those for sure. And another one with Austin Hooper. Very glad that the Packers oh, did, oh make, did not make Austin Hooper the highest paid tight end. Jeez. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good off that. That's fine. Another yeah. agent that is doing the Lord's Did some work. Did that was legitimately work. like, I liked Hooper. Hooper's a perfectly fine player. But when I saw that when I saw that deal and it was not the Packers, it was a huge sigh of relief. I was just, I was nervous that the Packers were going to overpay him when I saw their name in the pot. And as soon as that news came through, I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Speaking of agents that are continually doing the Lord's work, Jimmy Graham's agent is a miracle worker, my friends. A miracle worker. He got the Bears to pony up $9 million guaranteed on a two-year deal for $16 million. And he makes him the eighth tight end on the Bears roster. <laughs> I, just, I don't I even it. know what to say. Like It's so funny. It's so ridiculous. It's so the Bears. But... You guys, Dusty, take it away because this is just so ridiculous. I love Jimmy Graham, man. I've been like, I feel like one of the lone voices in the wilderness uh, talking about Jimmy Graham this past couple of years. Just because what the, he can do, he can do things, and how they were using him, even though the numbers weren't there, like he was doing some useful things. Like, I, I always, I just always hate also when people would say, like, well, he's. Look at how he blocks. Yeah, he's unknown quantity. He can't block. Like, we know this at this point. Like, I'm not going to kill a guy for something that when you pay him, you know he's not going or he's incapable of doing. Like, that's fine. That's fine. But just how he looked the past couple of years, it was always more, I think Steve, we were talking about it before the show. I, it was always more like I'd always hoped what he could become based on even his current skill set more than what he ever produced. That's two years mm-hmm. in this offense that he never clicked. That he never did much. We look, <laughs> looked at the numbers. I, I took him down. I don't have him in front of me right now. But I believe against the Bears, because that was my thing, was well, maybe he did really well against the Bears last year. The Bears were like, we have to have that man. I We didn't watch anything. We have to have that man. I believe it was four catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. Four catches on nine targets. Like, nothing. Like, 
less than nothing. So yeah, it's <laughs> good for him. I legitimately thought he was going to retire, and he got uh, he got paid again. So <laughs> good for no him, and thank God for happened. Chicago, right? Like that was. Just, no that clue how that happened. Legit, legit belly laugh out of me when I saw that deal. I was like, what is this? This is a fake I thought it was a joke. Account. I thought, I thought it, was it was a parody account. I was like, there's no way. And then I see the little check marks start coming out, and I'm like, there's no, no. But yeah. Crazy it's, stuff. It was good. It was good. Yeah, somebody's going to need to get him like four or five inch cleats because he's running on Soldier Field in the middle of winter, and that's going to be fun to watch because. He's going to look like a dude from Frozen who's just slipping on the ice all the time. So We'll say, you know, th- just thank God for the Bears because it's been, you know, it's been a rough week with the whole, you know, <laughs> isolation. And, you know, I haven't been going to work. I haven't really talked to anyone outside of my house. I've left the house once in the past week. And the Bears come through with just absolute comic gold. So, you know, thank, just thank you. Thank they never fail to make me smile. That's, they never do. It's true. Very <laughs> true. It's very true. And then in another puzzling move, the Bears decided to let their not uh, not take the fifth year option on Leonard Floyd, so he is now a free agent. And then they signed Robert Quinn to a five year, seventy million dollar deal. Like I legit don't understand the. <laughs> I, like I just I, I get it like maybe you, you you don't want Khalil Mack to be doubled all the time so you're going to put Robert Quinn on the other side but there's so much money over there and you have to pay a quarterback next year whether it's Mitchell Trubisky whether you have to bring in a high price free agent like you've seen what the free agents cost they're at least 20 million dollars a year yeah. what, what are you doing the Bears are being the Bears. That, that's mm-hmm. the, the the Bears are going to Bears. That's going to be the only explanation for that. Yeah, that's basically it. I love it. Okay. I don't have any other thoughts. I just love it. I love. I, I love. I literally. I love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> very very fair. Um, also, one of the other notes that I was laughing at when I found out that. Um, Jason Witten got signed to the Las Vegas Raiders for mm. one year deal. Like, come on, man, just hang it up. That's just a, that's a Gruden done. deal and a half. That's absolutely 100% a Gruden deal you'd expect. Like, seriously, like, I know you guys were friends when you were on Monday Night Football together, but oh my God, just hang it up. Just hang it up. Apparently, <laughs> Oakland is just trying to put Booger McFarland is going to be the next guy that they sign. Apparently, <laughs> they're just gonna they're gonna take him off of off the Booger Mobile and get him as like a, a nose tackle. Or he does work on that cart, man. Does work <laughs> on that cart. He can do something. No, no, no. That cart does work, Dusty. <laughs> that cart does work. Yeah, also, he's they, so busy on a cart that he says the dumbest. Thing. But they, then they retired the cart, so I, I don't know what's I don't know what's going well, on anymore. Yes, because they put a TV on the back of the cart, and everybody was pissed off. Like, no, no, I didn't pay to see the TV. I paid to see the actual game. I digress. Anyway, um, we did want to talk about Cam Newton a little bit. I forgot mm. to come right back to that after the Teddy Bridgewater Zo- stuff. But- Zodiac killer, Cam Newton, Steve. What? Because of the way he oh, writes. Because no. of the way he writes. Because of because because the, uh, the font. See, he uses. I don't have Instagram, so I didn't see all that stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, I'm not. It's, I'm not super cool like you guys. Yeah. I'm, I saw a screenshot of it. So. <laughs> not that cool, Steve. Yeah. I'm fully aware of that. But Thank uh, you. yeah. So Cam Newton, the 
the Panthers came out on Twitter today and announced that Cam Newton, we, we are allowing Cam Newton to pursue a, tr- and his agent to pursue a trade. Um, and then Cam Newton came back right away. He's like, no, 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 no. You're not allowed to do that. You forced this trade upon me. I never asked for a trade to which I was, I was just happy. I was like, you know what? This is awesome. Don't let, don't let them just take control of the narrative and say like, Oh, we're allowing you to pursue the trade that you want. I was like, no, if you guys want to trade me, trade like trade me, but don't pretend this was my idea. Sarah, yeah. what do you, you have anything? Yeah, I, I thought it, I was a little surprised to see that. And I always think it's interesting when um, players call out the team in situations like that. And especially with, with Cam Newton, because, you know, he's seen uh, the, the Carolina fans. They've always, for what, from what I've known and seen, they really have liked Cam Newton and he's been a fan favorite there. So to see that happen and kind of go down, it was, it was kind of sad in my opinion that, you know, they parted ways on not so great terms. So I'm interested to see what happens with that. And I'm sure there will be more. There'll be some kind of exclusive interview or maybe he opens up about it. But I'd like that because I really want to know what the heck happened. Between that and the Phil Rivers, we talked about the Phil Rivers thing at some point. Where it was just like he played there for forever and then the team was like, nope, we don't want you anymore. That sucks. Like it's it's That's a weird offseason for that to happen to two iconic franchise quarterbacks. Um, it's bizarre. It's real, real strange. And and Sarah, you kind of alluded to it earlier as well. Like as far as next moves, it's possible his body's just more beat up than we thought. Um, so I'd be interested to see where he goes, what happens with him next. But it's it's a weird, weird situation. Yeah, early things I've heard so far: the Patriots and the Chargers have at least requested um, medical records, but. I mean, that's a Twitter source and who the the F actually knows if that's mm-hmm. real. So just the things that I've been hearing so far. But uh, th- those are already two fascinating places for him to go to. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see that. And let's see, we'll we'll end the free agency aspect of the show today with a robbery, a robbery on oh, uh, the NFL front. DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth round pick to the Arizona Cardinals for David Johnson and a second round pick. Disgusting. What? I know you said this was a robbery, but this the is a literal F. This is a flat out murder. I. <laughs> this is not a robbery. This is a flat out murder. I could not believe my eyes when I saw this. I mean. I have a group chat of a bunch of us that play fantasy football every year, and we were all joking if this was a fantasy football trade in our league, it would have been vetoed by every single mm-hmm. person in the league. And just how ridiculous this was. Like, th- I-, I am stunned. I can't believe this happened. And if I'm Deshaun Watson right now, I am pissed. Yeah. <laughs> it's why you don't have a coach for your GM unless he's like a very well established man. Like, say, like Bill Belichick, because. Like what we and we kind of talked about earlier, like the the Watson was or not Watson, I'm sorry, Hopkins was kind of like a um, he was probably wanting a new deal. He had three years left, and he wanted to restructure. Well, then we have a coach who's like, "Screw you, I'm not giving you that money." But then you don't have a GM to talk him down. It's just Bill O'Brien and his big dumb chin, just like, "Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I'm I'm now I'm pissed at this guy, so I'm shipping him out of town." It's remarkably dumb, especially given like how. How the market has then shaped later, like some of these deals that have come after that, 
it's just absolutely insane that that is the deal. I and and the Texans took on all of David Johnson's salary. It's like like an eleven point two cap hit or something this year, I think. And David Johnson has not been good in roughly two years. That's insane. So that's insane. That's dumb. That's a terrible trade for the Texans. But also, I'm very excited to see that Cardinals offense this year. Like, remarkably excited to see that offense this year. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, don't forget, then they replaced DeAndre Hopkins yeah. with Randall Cobb for three years, $27 million, which another eight, agent. $18 million guaranteed. Man 18 million alive. guaranteed. I love Randall Cobb. I love Randall Cobb so much, so I'm glad that like someone just threw the bag legitimately just at his head. Like, take all of our money, please. That's good for him, but my God in heaven, what are the Texans doing? I mean, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm like, yeah, why don't you just trade me too because I don't want to <laughs> be here. You clearly don't know what you're doing. Um, and so the trade happens, and everybody's blowing it up. Everybody's blowing it up. And then Stefan Diggs gets traded, and then everybody starts making fun of the Texans even more because Stefan Diggs was traded for a first-rounder, fifth-rounder, sixth-rounder, and a 2021 fourth-rounder. So Stefan Diggs clearly not better than DeAndre Hopkins, and they couldn't even get a first-round draft picked out. So, Yeah, if you're dealing like a top-five receiver that has years left on his deal – you need at least a first rounder thrown in there. I don't. It makes zero sense. It was yeah, just unbelievably shocking. So, um, yeah, that kind of wraps up. There was there's a whole bunch of other moves that were made, and you know, a little bit more minor stuff, but um, not a whole lot on the Packers front after the two signings that they had right away. So, before we get going, guys, I'm going to put it on you. Are the Packers going A, are the Packers going to make any more moves? B, what are like you know, what are the ones that you're kind of looking at them to do? So, Dusty, what do you think? I the only one I'm really looking at them to do, I've got two guys. The only one I'm really looking at them to do that I feel like is just a matter of of, of when it's going to happen is Delaney Walker. Uh, Walker is out in Tennessee, you know, he's older, but he had that year with LaFleur in Tennessee. I just feel like and the Packers need depth at tight end. So I feel like Delaney Walker is going to be a one to two year deal at some point. At least I hope so. That would make a ton of sense. So I would love to see Delaney Walker. Uh, the other guy I've got my eye on is uh, Nelson Aguilar. This one's a, a bit. Yeah. I, I don't know that I feel as great about this one happening. Uh, but he's a guy he clearly never reached his potential. There was hope when he was drafted as like a you know, number one, number two. If he's your slot, if he's your three or four, um, that's he could do work. Like he could do some very, very good things. I know he's had questionable hands, but you know, he ran a, the, around a four, four forty, uh, fast guy, like would, would, is a guy that would work in that system. So those are my two. I think Delaney Walker, again, I'm just, I'm waiting in on the announcement because I assume at some point he's going to end up in green Bay. I assume that's happening at this point. And then Nelson Aguilar is kind of the other guy. I've got my, my eye on in terms of a kind of a low cost wide receiver that would fit into what they're missing and, and what they like to do. Sarah, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think the Aguilar thing is really interesting. When we were talking before we got on the um, and started recording, I, I didn't even realize that he was still available. So that was kind of just um, something that sparked my curiosity. But I'm really interested to see, you know, if they do pull, grab anybody right now at wide receiver, if they try to trade for someone. You know, there's been some trades that have been popping out of absolutely nowhere. So 
I'm just curious to see what happens at that position. And, you know, if they're going to, you know, try to find someone right now that has some experience under their belt to add to their group, or are they just going to go for somebody in the draft? Because I mean, they definitely have to, um, as far as wide receivers, I know Emmanuel Sanders is still available, but I'm pretty sure he wants way too much freaking money for the Packers to ever offer him. But I do think it's interesting because I know, um, in the middle of the season, there's a lot of trade talks with him and, you know, getting him on the team, but then, um, it's really quiet about him right now, but I'm assuming that's just because he wants a lot of money that we should not pay him. <laughs> uh, yeah, those very, very good points. I mean, I was looking, A, I think they will make some more moves. I think it'll come a couple of days down the road uh, when things get even cheaper. But I'm still looking Brashad Perriman. I think that's still a guy that's on, that they could get on the cheap. Uh, that would really, really stretch a defense for the Packers. What, like Dusty? I think we looked it up. He ran like a four-two-five forty at the combine. It uh, was something like that. Something insane. Yeah. Something insane like that. And then I'm looking at interior defensive linemen who will come on the cheap as well, which would be like a Linval Joseph. Um, it would be uh, who's the other guy? I mean, Snacks I, Harrison, right? Yeah, yeah, Snacks Harrison. I saw actually Indomitian Sue is a free agent, so I'd be interested to see what kind of money he's looking for. Uh, I think he was with the Rams last year. And then the other one that everybody wants the Packers to sign, I know, is Michael Pierce, defensive tackle from the Ravens. But I have a feeling that might be too rich for their blood. But it'll be really interesting to see um, how they kind of operate like that and see where they're willing to spend a little bit more of their cap. So it'll be a fun couple more days to follow through and see what kind of uh, work Goody can do, if there's any trades he wants to pull off or things like that. So should be a lot of fun. That shall wrap it up for us um, on this St. Patrick's Day recording. Dusty, uh, you have any final thoughts there? Yeah, I got a couple things. Um one that's coming out today over on Cheesehead TV. I've got, uh, you know, I've been working through the 2019 season, kind of going through some plays and breaking down some of those. Uh, so I'm up to week five, which is that Cowboys game, which, man, a lot of fun plays on both sides of the ball. So I went with defense. I went two plays on the defensive side. I broke down the Channon Sullivan interception, which is just a tremendous amount of fun. That, that play was just an amazing play. Uh, and then there's a Adrian Amos pressure late in the first half on third down that led to Prescott uh, sailing the ball over Cobb's head. And so that was just just a really really fun. I really liked that. And then Maher actually missed the uh, missed the field goal afterwards. So that led the, the Packers going in 17 nothing at the half. But that that pressure that kind of sent uh, Blake Martinez and Adrian Amos in the same gap that they kind of vacated by uh, Zedaria Smith and Preston Smith was really really fun. So I got that coming out today over on Cheesehead. And then another one that I was really really excited about. This this one. I started doing something with this about three weeks ago over on uh, LSU Wire. I worked with, uh, I don't know if you guys know uh, Chrissy Freud. Her last name is uh, F-R-O-Y-D. Uh, she does, um, I think she's in, in college, I believe, but she's done a beat stuff with LSU and has also worked XFL stuff as well. Uh, she was working on a piece that was uh, kind of how Joe Burrow was going to translate to the Bengals. Uh, and so I did some Bengals film study for that. I looked into their passing game and, and kind of looked at kind of what that passing game looks like. And then also uh, maybe how Burrow could fit into that. She kind of filled in some of those uh, some of that stuff as well. So I had about six plays I broke down from the Bengals uh, 2018 season or 2019 season, my bad, uh, and kind of looked at 
six six plays across their entire season and kind of uh, kind of what schematically they kind of like to do and then she kind of filled in what Burrow kind of, kind of fit into that so it was really fun I love kind of digging outside what the Packers do kind of seeing what other teams do and that uh, you know Zach Taylor's first year in Cincinnati and kind of how that ties back into some of the things that Lafleur what I've seen McVay do over the years as well so really really fun piece that's up now over at LSU Wire it's called. Uh, deep dive how LSU's Joe Burrow fits into the Bengals offense a really good read Chrissy did a really good job on it if you're not following her already um, she's doing really really good stuff as well so uh, just really excited to be able to the offseason's long and especially with zero sports the offseason is longer uh, so being able to fill my time a little bit with uh, with a non-Packers project uh, was was a lot of fun and and Chrissy's great so that was um I don't know, a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that. So that's up over in LSU Wire. Those are my, uh, so my fi- well, my last final thought. Just, man, everyone stay safe, man. Just stay yeah. inside if you can and just, you know, just reach out. I know, Sarah, you've said something I have as well. If you're on Twitter, my DMs are open. And those kind of be tough when you're kind of locked in and uh, and maybe you maybe you're working from home, maybe you're not, maybe you're just maybe you're stuck at home, maybe you have to go to work. But I know it's it's a really stressful time for everybody. So uh, just stay safe. And if you need you need you know anyone to kind of reach out to, uh, I know we're we're here. Just just hit us up, and we're we're welcome for uh, for any conversation and, and any potential distraction as well. So uh, just uh, just just we'll get through this. I believe just everyone just just stay safe and be okay. Those are my final thoughts. Yep. My final thoughts are pretty much the same as far as um, I was going to touch base about the thread that I put out on Twitter the other day. And just, you know, obviously we're all trying to take care of ourselves and our health physically right now. But, you know, your mental health is really important when, you know, your lifestyle changes um, drastically like a lot of us um, are dealing with right now. So seriously, you know us. We love to talk about anything. You can DM us about food, what, you know, your hot food (laughs) takes are. You can DM us about the Packers. You can DM us about anything. Um, you know, bourbon. we're, we're mm-hmm. yeah, for mm-hmm. for two out of three of us, bourbon, <laughs> um, juice box for the other one. <laughs> I'm kidding, but um, what juice box pairs the best with goldfish crackers? That's right, <laughs> all of but them. But seriously, like we we love talking to you guys, no matter what it is about. And this is a time where you know you might have more time than you ever did to reach out. And if you're feeling lonely, you know, call your family, call your friends and, um, you know, your Twitter family, your Packers family is here for you too. So it's really important. And if you aren't comfortable, you know, talking about what's going on with the virus and everything too, you know, set those boundaries, tells your friends Mm -hmm. and family, I don't want to talk about that. I want to hear about, there's a lot of negativity. So I've been trying to put as much positivity, positivity as I can on everyone's timeline, whether that's with funny memes or just, you know, positive news and uh, kind of news that restores your faith in humanity a little bit. And, you know, just try to find the light in the situation. It can be hard, but, you know, rewatch some of your favorite movies. If you're with your family, you know, try to play a board game or a card game at night. Just anything to interact with people. I know we're practicing social distancing, but that doesn't mean you have to completely isolate yourself from talking to other people and, um, you know, still mingling, whether it's virtually or over the phone with uh, other people in society. So just stay safe, everybody, and be smart, too, about the decisions you're making. Mm -hmm. Look at you two guys, like all sorts of, you know, mental health knowledge, all sorts of, this is all great. And my final thought is making fun of the bears. So uh, <laughs> it's the same thing though, Steve. It's the same thing. <laughs> it is good for my mental health. Yeah. Oh, that, that's another thing. If you guys want to make fun of the bears, you can totally oh, DM us sure. about that as well. I mean, we, I mean, that's sure. beautiful. 
but I mean, at this level, I almost feel bad. I said almost feel bad for Mitchell Trubisky because his freaking wide receivers are out on Twitter courting quarterbacks. So uh, there was a bunch of screenshots that were captured. Cordero Patterson is adding Tom Brady, uh, seeing if he wants to come play for the Bears. Allen Robinson is liking a uh, a tweet that has the Bears as the leading candidates on FanDuel um, to land Cam Newton. And then Cordero Cordero Patterson is back at it. Go ahead. He, he moves per- pretty quickly, apparently, uh, <laughs> to going over to Teddy Bridgewater and asking him, asking for a friend where he's at and where he's going to go. So um, you got to love it. Like, I don't I don't know how Mitchell Trubisky is the starting quarterback for the Bears at week one. Like, I would just – I would be so done with that organization if I were him. Like, the GM doesn't want him there. The coach doesn't want him there. The wide receivers don't want him there. Ah, man, like, but God, it's so much fun to watch it all happen, and it's not the Packers. So the Bears still suck. Um, To echo all the things you guys said, of course, anytime anybody has needs somebody to talk to, our DMs are always open, at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher 4, at Steve Perhatch. Um, Even at Packaday Podcast, I'm sure Andy will, or a couple of people who handle that, would answer any questions or talk to you guys about anything you wanted to. it's a great time to lean on each other and, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, be safe out there. Stay at home as much as humanly possible. Check in on your elderly neighbors if at all possible as well. See if they need anything uh, so that they can avoid going out. But uh, overall, just be safe. Enjoy the fact that there's some football content for us to talk about. We'll be back talking next week. Uh, hopefully there'll be some even more, some Packer signings, uh, trades, whatever goes down. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll have you covered every single day uh, during this all the way up until we actually have some football back. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure, again, follow us on Twitter. Give us all those mentions and um, reviews all over wherever you get this podcast from. We always love those. So thanks again for listening. We will catch you guys next week. And as always, Go Pack Go!